0: Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this season, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every single goddamn page in a trio of adventure modules for TSR's Marvel Super Heroes RPG. Starting with Adventure MT1 All This and World War II. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. All This and World War II was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today, we're discussing page 23 of All This and World War II. We just finished up with chapter 3, Trial by Combat, in which our heroes face the Cavalier robot and then have their mock combat crashed by intruders with lab coats and submachine guns. And we are about to embark on chapter 4, polite conversation, in which our heroes will help interrogate one of said intruders. Today, we have nothing but a full page illustration of this module's default protagonists, the West Coast Avengers. ...locked in battle against the Cavalier Robot. Nick Fury is in the background in an observation chamber... ...smoking a cigar, writing on his notepad... ...obscured by shadow, as he so often is. Then in the foreground, we've got our six West Coast Avengers... ...Moon Knight, Tigra, Wonder Man, Vision, Hawkeye, and Scarlet Witch... ...having various degrees of success against the Cavalier Robot in the middle of the page... As I described a couple of pages ago, it's kind of a boxy robot. It's basically four big metal legs and then a little boxy part on top where it shoots out its lasers. And here's what all the heroes are up to. Uh, Wonder Man is getting blasted by the laser. This isn't going to do much. Uh, Wonder Man has a body armor of 50. The laser only does remarkable damage. So Wonder Man is really too tough a nut for this robot to crack. But that doesn't mean Cavalier can't knock him around a little bit. Tigra is in a graceful cat-like pose up on top of Cavalier. Looks like she's just pounced up. Her hands are on the robot while her feet have not yet touched down. Obviously, this must be just after she jumped up because remember, anybody who touches Cavalier gets electrocuted. So Tigra's in for a bad time. Tigra's got a shot here because she has claws. She might not initially think that this robot that is standing up to explosive arrows and Wonder Man's punches would be vulnerable to her little cat claws, but it is. So if she ever tries that, She might have a good shot here, if she can avoid getting electrocuted first. Uh, Moon Knight is kind of swinging in from behind. The position of his hand makes it look like maybe he just threw something, like maybe one of his little darts. Moon Knight might be some help here. His darts are edged damage, so they are going to easily penetrate the armor of this invincible tank, but Moon Knight's only got five of them. Nothing else he can do is much use. I mean, I guess he could use his lasso or his bolus to try to tangle up the robot's legs, but it's not going to be much help. Also, unlike Wonder Man, he can't take a lot of shots from these lasers. Uh, Vision is jumping in an extremely awkward pose that I almost called the dumbest thing on this page. But here's the thing: Vision flies and like moves through the air by changing his density. So he's continually changing his weight and his flexibility. Like Vision can't really move when he turns himself to unearthly density. When you're moving through the air by rapidly fluctuating your density between like helium and diamond, maybe sometimes you end up with your ass way up in the air. It's I mean it's awkward. Fluctuating balloon physics is not a forgiving means of air propulsion. Hawkeye is on the ground shooting an arrow because what the fuck else is he going to do? Hawkeye is going to have to do some experimentation to figure out which of his arrows will work against this thing. He's got some real badass acid arrows that do monstrous damage, and I don't think Cavalier has any defense against them. The bola arrows could theoretically entangle it, but that's not going to do much good. And honestly, leave, leave the bola shit to Moon Knight. It's all that he has. I mean, not a lot of superheroes need pity from Hawkeye, but Moon Knight is one of them. Uh, The electrical arrow does amazing damage. That should be pretty good. The explosive arrow, amazing damage. I'm not sure whether that's going to get through the armor. Net arrow might be strong enough to tangle this thing up. Tear gas, no use. Thermal, no use. Vibration arrow. I think I would need more details on the vibration arrow. But honestly, if Hawkeye just thinks of shooting arrow arrows, that would probably be the most effective and efficient thing to do here. And then Scarlet Witch is here, and your guess is as good as mine, what Scarlet Witch is doing. She's making some kind of motion at Cavalier, apparently causing it some kind of misfortune. I have no idea. Maybe the misfortune she's causing it is what we see in the background, which is the intruders in lab coats entering the main testing floor. That would be a misfortune indeed, because these gun-wielding intruders pose at least as much of a threat to the Cavalier as the superheroes do. I've been trying to avoid spoilers, but I have to spoil you to the tune of two pages here. To explain the dumbest thing on this page, the intruders into the lab, if you hadn't guessed, are the Tote Commandos that we talked about back in the NPCs section. I'm still not going to give you any details on what that means. That'll come in a couple of days. But those are their stats. And you'll recall I had a real problem with those Blautote Commandos because they crossed the line that must never be crossed. Their stats are better than one of the superheroes on the West Coast Avengers, uh, namely Mockingbird. This page with the superheroes locked in combat with Cavalier and the gunmen tiny in the background just running in the door really shows how the horrible design of Cavalier and the overblown stats of the Blautowt commandos combine to make a very silly tactical situation. So we just did a little rundown of all the different superheroes and how much luck they're likely to have against Cavalier. Pretty much a range from Moon Knight, who's got five shots with lawn darts, and then he's out, essentially, all the way up to, I would say, Vision and Wonder Man at the top end, neither of whom have much to worry about from any of the armaments on Cavalier, and both of whom have attack forms that will eventually whittle it down. But that's two members of the team. Hawkeye's going to do okay on damage if he uses the right arrows, but if he gets hit three times, he's dead, or rather knocked out by these non-lethal lasers. And Scarlet Witch is kind of a wild card, but she's even more fragile. My point is that A couple of these heroes are going to be great against Cavalier, but it's only a couple of them. And they're not going to be as effective as you would think because they're matching strength to strength. Wonder Man has Unearthly Strength. That's a rating of 100. But he's going to be punching through remarkable 30 armor, so it's going to take a while. But two rounds into this combat, the Blautowk Commandos come in. There are a full six of them, regardless of how many player characters are in the scene. And each of them has a submachine gun that does 25 points of damage and two grenades that do 30 damage each all of which completely ignore all of Cavalier's armor. Not only that, but all of these Commandos are very good shots. Their rank in shooting these guns is effectively excellent, which means that when they roll percentile, they hit on a 41+, plus, they get a bullseye on a 71+, and they get a kill result on a 95+. plus. So that's a 5% chance of a kill result anytime any of the six Commandos shoots at the Cavalier. Now, if they're smart and they are, their reason score is also very good, because of course it is, they're going to use their grenades first to soften this thing up. They're going to pour damage on it. The grenade hits with the same accuracy, same chance of a hit, same chance of a kill result, but does more damage, does 30 damage. The average damage output, before we even account for stuns, kills, anything like that, just sheer damage based on each commando's likelihood of hitting and the damage that their grenades do. If they all throw grenades at once, their average damage is 108 in a single turn. Cavalier only has 160 health So that's over two-thirds of its health gone, turn one. Additionally, every time one of these commandos throws a grenade at the Cavalier, there's a 30% chance that the grenade scores a stun result, and every time that happens, there's a 30% chance of Cavalier being fully incapacitated for at least one turn, which obviously is enough time for these commandos to trivially finish it off, since, whoopsie-daisy, R&D forgot to give this invincible tank any defense against guns, explosives, or indeed combat knives. Now, I won't bore you with all the math here. But suffice it to say that there's nearly a 1 in 10 chance every time one of these commandos throws a grenade at Cavalier that Cavalier is effectively out of the fight, either destroyed or disabled long enough for the commandos to shoot it to pieces while it's even more defenseless than usual. And there are six commandos, which means statistically it's likely that no later than turn two of combat, these six commandos will demolish the invincible tank. Let's say you've got uh, some real tactically minded heroes in your player group, or, you know, you've got somebody scanning future timelines like Doctor Strange in Avengers Infinity War, looking at all the possible futures. How do we win this? If the robot turns out to be too tough for your player character group, which may very well be the case if they are very superhero superheroes, right? Like if they are super strong bruisers who like to punch things, radioactive powers, maybe some kind of ice princess in the mix they may very well be at serious risk of being incapacitated by this robot and then getting shot to death by these commandos. It's very possible that the best way for the superheroes to defeat the robot is to get that remote control and have it fight the commandos, at which point the mooks will shoot this thing to pieces before it can kill the superheroes. When superheroes have to resort to nameless goons fighting their battles for them, that's got to be the dumbest thing in this page. But let me put even more of a point on it and in a moment you'll see what I did there you'll remember I mentioned that Tigra has a chance here if she does resort to her claws because claws cut right through this thing's armor her claws do good edge damage 10 points of damage well all these commandos have combat knives which also do good edge damage But the Commandos are equally good fighters as Tigra, the superhero, the tiger woman, and they've got the military talent, which I would interpret to mean that they get a plus one column shift with military weapons, including military knives, which means their effective fighting ability should be remarkable, better than Tigra's with these knives, meaning these men with knives are better equipped to take down this robot than Tigra is with her claws. And there are six of them. Whereas, assuming Hawkeye left his regular arrows at home, as he often does, the superhero team's edged weapon resources, consist of one tiger woman worth of claws and five lawn darts. If we had a survival situation, let's say it was a hard-fought battle, the commandos used a lot of their grenades against the superheroes, against base security, dice didn't go the heroes' way, we ended up in a a long-pitched battle on the main testing floor, fury got taken out, the heroes got taken out, and it finally ended up in a standoff between, let's say, Cavalier and the commandos, and the commandos were out of grenades, and let's even say no guns. Their guns have either been broken by Scarlet Witch or thrown out of reach or they're out of ammo. Let's even assume Cavalier has taken no damage. Based on their average damage output and the fact that every turn that one of these commandos lunges at the tank with a knife, it has better than a 1 in 10 chance of incapacitating it. Even if Cavalier manages to take out one commando per turn with its lasers, which is pretty unlikely, I think within two turns, these commandos can stab this tank to death. These mooks can take a superhero killing robot in a knife fight. And believe me, at this point, you can't fully appreciate the irony of these commandos with their guns and knives being so much more dangerous than this experimental super tank. But just you wait. This is dumb now, and it's it's dumber than you know. But just suffice it to say, if these commandos end up with their backs against the wall and have to fight this robot, when security finally shows up, they're going to find the commandos in tattered lab coats, standing on top of this thing's metal corpse, knives in their hands, presumably eating its metallic heart, because they are absolute fucking badasses. They put these superheroes to shame. Speaking of things superheroes should be ashamed of, join me next time when these paragons of justice heroically beat the prisoners on MDC, The Mega Dumb Cast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big Megasode on the top-secret patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact the show however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Podbean, Gmail, Instagram, etc., etc. This episode's theme music is Robinson's Grand Entry March, performed by the United States Air Force Concert Band.